Welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calancini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. Today's story was inspired by Joe. Thank you, Joe, for coming up with the goop name of Claimer. Just take a listen here to see how Joe described Claimer. Hi, Maria. I've got this new goop idea, and his name is called Claimer. Claimer likes to take other people's um, suggestions and put them in his. And one time when um, Fixum won the science contest, he took his thing, um, his idea, and um, and claimed it for himself. I hope you like my group tip um, idea, and also for my also one um, interest. Can he go to? Daydream Island um, for with the three brothers because um, I really want him to go there. So I hope you enjoy and yeah. Thank you for our good tales. The podcast is the best. Now to see our drawing for Claimer and the real photos from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, Ontario, Canada and download for free a coloring page with Claimer on it, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 112. Now in the last episode of Goop Tales, we met Excusia, a whimsical goop who's always making excuses. While organizing a tea party, Excusia got caught in an excuse and was whipped away to Manu National Park in Peru. There, she came face to face with Scardino the Jaguar. Fortunately, a bit of accidental kindness won Scardino over and he helped her get back to Goop World and she couldn't wait to tell her friend Claimer all about her adventure. But he was being chased in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Keep listening to find out how he got there and what he needs to do to get back home. Tales, episode 112, Claimer and the Hockey Hall of Fame. Claimer was such a jubilant young goop. He was welcomed in any group. Such exuberance he brought. He spread joy that everyone caught. But oh, what undue credit he loved to claim, thinking it would bring him 
some kind of fame. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very jubilant young goop boy named Claimer. Claimer was full of energy that never seemed to slow down. From the moment he was up in the morning until his parents insisted he go to bed at night, he was bouncing all over Goop World. He could go from school to the mountains to a lake to do his homework, to run a race with Runner, and still have the energy to play nutball all in the course of one day. Lazy Leva very much enjoyed his company because she was able to take advantage of his energy. Claimer, will you carry my backpack home for me? She would ask. Of course, Lazy Leva. I can wear two backpacks, he would reply as he reached for her backpack and slung it on top of his. Lazy Leva would just grin lazily and saunter down the sidewalk. Rockarina was another very good friend to Claimer. The two of them would go out on rock-finding expeditions together. They loved to go exploring down by the river and gather up the most unusual rocks they could find. There were heart-shaped rocks, white rocks, rocks so smooth they slid out of your hand instantly. Snape? shaped rocks, rocks with holes, and so many more. After an afternoon of rock collecting, Rockarina would take the rocks home, polish them up, and study them. This was her happy place. She did, however, grow frustrated with Claimer from time to time, because he had a very annoying habit of claiming things that weren't his to claim. Once, Rockarina found an unusual star-shaped rock, and before she could put it in her bag, Claimer reached out and stuck a sticker that said, Claimer, on the rock. Claimer had done the same thing to Fixum during the science fair at school. Fixum had won a prize for creating a three-legged robot, and Claimer ran over and stuck one of his claimer stickers on it. Miss Wigglebutt saw it all and immediately removed the sticker and chided Claimer. Claimer, you cannot claim credit for things you didn't do or things that aren't yours, she said. Claimer just straightened his hockey jersey and matching sports cap and moved on with his roll of claimer stickers in hand. Despite all of his claiming, the rest of the Goops still very much enjoyed his endless energy and the exuberance that he brought to all the games they played. One evening during the summer solstice, when the sun traveled the longest path through the sky and the day had the most daylight, Claimer and Rock Arena decided to head out to the river and go rock collecting. As they walked past a grove of nut trees, they heard sounds coming from within. That sounds like exasperate, said Rockarina. 
as she headed into the nut grove. Not being one to be left behind, Claymer ran up the hill and straight into the nut grove. The evening summer sun was bouncing off the trees and the nuts looked like shiny little balls. Exaspery was indeed in the nut grove and he was with Heichu. They were trying to figure out how to play a game of nutball with just two goops when Claymer and Rockarina came bouncing into the grove. Oh, look! Claymer and Rockarina are here! exclaimed Heichu as she swung her umbrella around. They can play with us! Two teams were quickly formed. It would be Claymer and Heichu versus Rockarina and Exaspery. Instead of a bat, Claymer and Heichu would use Heichu's umbrella, and Rockarina and Exaspery would use Exaspery's walking stick. A few ground rules were laid, and the four of them began to play nutball. They whacked at nuts that the other team threw into the air. Whichever team hit the most nuts the farthest was the winning team. After each team had a chance at 100 nuts, it was time to take the score. Claymer and Heichu had hit their nuts towards the east, while Exaspery and Rockarina had hit their nuts to the west. As the goops examined and then counted the nuts to the east and then the nuts to the west, it was very clear who the winner was. There were 88 nuts that landed to the west. Exaspery and Rockarina had done an excellent job of hitting almost all of the nuts pitched to them. There were 76 nuts that had landed to the east. Although Claymer and Heichu had tried their best and were able to hit 76 nuts, it wasn't enough to win the nutball contest. Claymer immediately snatched Heichu's umbrella, opened it up, and stood amongst the 88 nuts that had been hit to the west. I claim the nutball win, he boldly stated. And as he did, a warm wind from the summer solstice swept under Heichu's umbrella and carried Claymer far, far away. Chapter 2 The blustering wind tossed Claymer through the air as he clutched Heichu's umbrella. Then Claymer felt raindrops. They came down quickly and he positioned the umbrella to shield himself from the rain. The wind finally let up and plunked him down on a wet sidewalk in front of a very beautiful old stone building. Looking up, Claymer saw that the building said, Hockey Hall of Fame. He gasped. <gasps> Claymer was a huge hockey fan and always wore a hockey jersey with a star on it and a cap to match. If it was true, 
that he was in front of the Hockey Hall of Fame, Klamer knew that he was in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. As he stared at the building, he saw a guard ushering out a few visitors while he said, Yes, we will be closing in five minutes. Closing in five minutes? Klamer thought to himself. I have no time to waste. He quickly positioned himself over near the front door and waited for the guard to open it again. As soon as he did, Claymer slid right in, unseen. He was not going to miss his chance to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame, closing time or not. Claymer stayed hidden in a corner near the front door. He patiently waited while the rest of the visitors emptied out of the museum. His excitement grew as he snuck glances from his hiding spot. He could see glass cases full of shining gold trophies and medals and hockey jerseys. All he wanted to do was rush over and get a good look at everything. But he had to wait. Finally, after what seemed like forever, the guard let out the last visitor and locked the front door. Then he disappeared into the museum and descended to his little office on the lower level, where he pulled out a corned beef sandwich on rye and a bottle of sweetened iced tea and settled in to the sports page of the local newspaper. The guard was well occupied. Claymer stepped out from his hiding place and smiled. This was a dream come true. The Hockey Hall of Fame was full of history and trophies and victories. Claymer wanted to soak it all in by osmosis. He too would become Hall of Fame worthy if he could just bask in the glory, and claim it for his own. First, he wandered over to a case filled with brightly colored hockey jerseys from Canada, the USA, Portugal, Spain, Romania, and several other countries. Klamer looked down at the Goop World jersey he was wearing and felt proud. A display of hockey sticks and pucks caught his attention next, so he left the jerseys to go and admire the hockey sticks. They were of all different sizes and colors, and Claymer closed his eyes and imagined himself picking one up and gliding over the ice like a pro and hitting a goal. He was going deep into a fantasy land in his head. For a moment, he was back in Goop World in a hockey match, where I dare you was the goalie, daring him to get the puck past him. Claymer took his hockey stick and made a forceful yet masterful strike, hitting the puck right past I dare you and into the goal. He imagined the rest of the Goops going wild and cheering him on. He was the most celebrated Goop hockey player. Claymer opened his eyes and came out of his daydream. The first thing he saw 
was a row of spectacular trophies. Surely one of these trophies was meant for him. He had just scored a winning goal. Sticking his hands in his pockets, Claymer walked over to the trophies. The glistening silver Stanley Cup caught his eye. This was his prize. Pulling his roll of Claymer stickers from his pocket, Claymer peeled off a sticker and reached out to stick it on the Stanley Cup. Just as he was about to place the sticker, he heard a grunting sound and froze. Claymer looked around nervously, searching for the guard, but he was not there. The room was still and empty, except for cases of trophies and hockey equipment and memorabilia and a very large statue. Must be my imagination, said Claymer to himself as he shook his head. Then he reached out his hand again to place his Claymer sticker on the Stanley Cup. And this time, the grunt turned into a low, deep growl. Hello, you. Yes, you listening right now. Did you know that we create illustrations from scratch and have a new cover for every episode? If you haven't seen it yet, go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 112 and you can see Claimer, the goop, holding his cute little sticker roll and looking up at the crease. So just pause this episode and go there right now and you can download the coloring page for this episode and see all of the real life photos. That's gooptales.com forward slash episode 112. Chapter 3. Claymer froze with his hand mid-air. The growl came again. Only this time, it sounded deeper and fiercer, quickly sticking his Claymer stickers back in his pocket. Claymer looked around, and still he saw nothing. Hmm, he thought. And then he decided to test the situation. He walked around the room some more, looked into all of the trophy cases, pushed his face against the glass, and acted as if he owned the place. There wasn't a single growl. Then, he walked over to a row of photos on the wall. Immediately, he recognized Jacques Plante, a very famous goalie. He had read about Mr. Plante in his books on hockey, and here he was, seeing his photo in person in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Without even thinking, Claymer shoved his hand in his pocket and grabbed his Claymer stickers. He began to peel one off the roll, and then came a low 
rumbling growl, just like the last one. Claymore stopped what he was doing and feeling frustrated and emboldened, he turned around and proclaimed, Reveal yourself or stop growling at me. Then he stood perfectly still while his heart just about beat out of his chest. He sounded much bolder than he felt. Silence filled the room and Claymore's frustration grew and so did his boldness. I must scare you or you would not be hiding. Reveal yourself, he proclaimed again. And then it came, a growl so deep that the entire room rumbled and shook. And Claymore lost his balance, falling to the floor. This was a force that was greater than Claymore, who lay on the floor with his eyes covered, too terrified to look up. Once the rumbling slowed down, silence filled the room again. Claymore was now terrified, and he would not speak another word for fear the growl would come again and the ground beneath him would open up and swallow him. He lay still, not knowing what to do. You can't stay there forever, but you pushed it too far without the crease, said the voice of a man nearby. Claymore listened to the voice, and ever so slowly, and ever so carefully, he glanced up to find where the voice was coming from. Here, I'm here. I'm Mr. Hockey, said the voice. As Claymore turned in the direction of the voice of Mr. Hockey, he saw a life-sized statue of a man holding a hockey stick titled Mr. Hockey. Mr. Hockey, said Claymore in astonishment as he stared at the statue. Yes, that is me, Mr. Hockey. Gordy Howe, said the statue. Wow, I've read about you, Gordy Howe. Mr. Hockey, one of the greatest of all time, said Claymore. Then he stood up and brushed himself off. He was feeling more confident now. Claymore walked over to Mr. Hockey and stood at his feet. Mr. Hockey was very tall and towered over Claymore, but he didn't feel scary or ominous. Claymore looked up at him and said, Was that you who growled at me? Mr. Hockey burst out laughing. (laughs) I'm afraid not, he replied. I wish I could growl like that, but I don't have it in me. Claymore gave a weak smile and looked around. If it wasn't Mr. Hockey, who was it? Then he looked up at Mr. Hockey and said, Who was it? Mr. Hockey looked down at Claymore and creased his brow, which was no small feat for a statue. Who was it? He asked in amazement. Do you mean to tell me 
You don't know where that growl came from? He continued. Claymer was growing increasingly alarmed. He was beginning to panic. He needed to know where the growl was coming from and why. Because he knew that the growler was far more powerful than he was. Ah, I don't know and I have no idea, replied Claymer. Mr. Hockey shook his head back and forth and sighed. Do you not see at the crease? asked Mr. Hockey. At the crease? The the crease of what? said a highly irritated Claymer. Then time stood still for a moment as a light bulb went off for Claymer. At the crease. He had heard that name before. He had read about it in one of his hockey magazines. Then he remembered. At the crease was an enormous statue of a goalie wearing all of his gear, including the leg pads, the arm pads, the shoulder pads, the chest pads, the hockey stick, and a goalie mask that covered his entire face, save for eye holes and breathing holes. At the crease was a terrifying giant covered in armor. Claymer slowly looked beyond Mr. Hockey over to the entry of the Spirit of Hockey store. And there he saw, at the crease, standing with a hunch and ready for battle. At the precise moment that Claymer laid eyes on the statue at the crease, let out the deepest, fiercest growl yet. And Claymer flew across the room, landing right at the foot of the stand that held the Stanley Cup. Chapter 4 Claymer landed with a hard thud, and the Stanley Cup shook. Sitting up from his tumble, Claymer glanced up and saw Mr. Hockey silently shift his eyes back and forth as if he were trying to warn Claymer. Claymer was too scared to move. He didn't think he could bear to look at at the crease again. The statue was so large and enormous and was clearly angered by Claymer. The room sat still for a moment and then another rumble happened. Not as intense as the last rumble, but still a rumble. Claymer snuck a glance of at the crease. He had lifted his hockey stick and was pointing it towards Claymer. Panic took over as Claymer realized that at the crease was coming for him. The statue was now slowly lumbering towards Claymer with his large, heavy body. Without thinking, Claymer burst out and said, But 
Why? What did I do? Why are you coming for me? Another moment of silence ensued as Claymore thought. Then he said, It's the claiming, isn't it? At this, Mr. Hockey widened his eyes and nodded. At the crease continued to move towards Claymore and the Stanley Cup with big, awkward movements. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know the Stanley Cup isn't mine to claim. I didn't earn it, and I shouldn't have tried to claim it, pleaded Claymer, as the statue continued to move forwards towards him. I think it's a little late for that now, said Mr. Hockey. At the crease, took another very loud step forward and let out a low growl. Claymore scrambled to his feet. He knew there would be no escaping at the crease. He was so enormous and so powerful. Just one large growl from him would send Claymore tumbling to the ground again and again. He needed to think of something quickly. He ran over to Mr. Hockey and stood beside him, desperately hoping the sudden movement wouldn't cause at the crease to growl again. He did not. He just changed directions to continue moving towards Claymer. He seemed to have found his flow and was now moving faster. Claymer looked up at Mr. Hockey with desperation in his eyes. Help me, please, he implored him. Mr. Hockey wanted to help Claymer. He knew Claymer was truly sorry. Mr. Hockey also knew at the crease very well. He had lived with him for decades at the Hockey Hall of Fame. He knew at the crease got a lot of attention for being so big and fierce and that visitors loved to take photos in front of him. But he also knew that underneath all the equipment and the scary goalie mask, at the crease had a heart that no one ever saw or touched. If only there were a way that Claymer could touch that heart, maybe, just maybe, he could find a way out of this mess. Find a way to touch his heart. It's in there, underneath everything, said Mr. Hockey. Touch his heart, said Claymer, as he looked up to see at the crease only a few feet away. Knowing he was running out of time, Claymer stuck his trembling hand into his pocket, pulled out his roll of Claymer stickers, peeled one off and quickly stepped towards at the crease and placed the sticker on one of his giant knee pads. Then he said, I claim you as my friend. Please be my friend. The room stood still and all the energy just hung in the air. No one moved. No one spoke. No one breathed. At the crease felt Claymer's words. 
they made their way through all of his armor, his knee pads, his leg pads, his arm pads, his chest pads, his shoulder pads, and through his scary face mask. Claimer's words traveled through them all and straight to At the Crease's heart. When his words landed, At the Crease smiled. No one could see his smile, but Mr. Hockey and Claimer could feel it. A ripple went out through the room and there was a lightness. Claimer was sure that he saw a few stars flickering in the air. Again, he proudly proclaimed, I claim you as my friend, as he placed another sticker on At The Crease. At The Crease gently lowered his enormous hockey stick, and Claimer climbed up and sat on it. He looked up at the very scary goalie mask of At The Crease and smiled. Then he looked at Mr. Hockey and said, Thank you. Mr. Hockey winked back at him. At the crease, lifted his hockey stick and swung, and Claimer disappeared into the air. He flew through a starry sky and landed back in Goop World at the river where he had been collecting rocks with Rock Arena. He looked around for her, but she was nowhere to be seen. She was trapped in an ancient marble quarry of Peros, Greece. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, that's it for today's story. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support Goop Tales, make sure to tell at least two friends about it. That's the best way to help us grow. And you can also support us by purchasing any of the t-shirts and posters on our website. You just have to visit shop.gooptales.com to get your favorite goop on a t-shirt or on a poster. And if you want to download the coloring page that goes with today's episode, Claimer in the Hockey Hall of Fame, visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 112. And on the same page, you can also see the real-life photos that go with this story. And you can tag us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at GoopTales if you want to draw a picture of Claimer or maybe at the crease. Now, I have a very special, special message. First, I want to thank Tani, Everly, Veronica, Meredith, and Eleanor for sending me voice messages. I love listening to them and responding to them. And I wanna thank all of you who have left reviews for me on iTunes. And I read every single one of them. And I also read all the messages and listen to all the voicemails that you send. What I think is so interesting is I got this review that I wanna read. It came on iTunes on April 28th. And the name of the review is Add My Goop Now. And they gave me three stars. And it says, I have sent sent you a goop, a goop to you, and you never responded. 
I listened to your podcast when I was seven years old. I will put a one star if you don't. So I'm quitting to watch this podcast for now. I don't know the name of the person who sent this because the name's not there. But I want to thank you for sending this because first of all, it made me laugh because I loved the way you worded it. And it's always good to get a good laugh. And secondly, what I want to thank you is because you reminded me to talk to everybody about this. I really do read all of your messages and respond to all of them. And sometimes things might go to spam. So I'm really sorry if you didn't get my response. And I'm really happy that you've listened to it since you were seven years old. I'm not sure how old you are now, but I love that maybe you're a long star listener. I really hope you won't put one star because I don't know what goop name you sent me because you didn't mention it here. But here's the thing. I have a list of, I think at this point, I don't know, it's over 500 goop names that have been sent in. And I would love to do a story every week on all of them, but I can't. So I'm doing my best to put out a story every other week and just to pick a really interesting name that had a lot of description because so many great names are sent in. So I'm hoping you won't hold that against me if I haven't gotten to your name yet. And you also inspired me to think whoever wrote this review. It's kind of funny because you're very demanding in here and you're a little bit trying to hold me hostage. And it made me think, hmm, hmm, are you a goop? Do we have a goop named after these traits? So just something to think about if you need to make up a goop name. And one more thing to think about for goop names is... Do you know what? The goops all have a little bit of naughtiness in them, like we all do. But if you are inspired to make up the happiest, silliest goop ever with a really positive trait, I'm all about it. So send me in those names too. Don't think that the goop always has to just show off his naughty trait. We can show off the really amazing positive traits as well. So let your imagination go wild. I'd love to hear from you. And I will see you in the next Goop Tale.